0: What's up, food friends? I am so excited you guys are here. If you have seen this latest headline floating around social media, the news, then I am so excited you are here because you're going to get to be a fly on the wall and hear some really cool conversation. If you're like, Jess, I have no idea what you're talking about. Dude, I'm doing you a solid and you're going to get ahead of the curve because there is this headline floating around social media, the media, everywhere saying Eating a hot dog shaves 35 minutes off your life. Like, what? No, I eat two at a baseball game. So does that mean, like, what does that mean? <laughs> Ugh. So this article, it was published in Nature Food and in academic sector is actually entitled Small Dietary Changes Can Yield Substantial Gains for Human and Environmental Health. Guys, the major media and social media platforms have grabbed on the most negative wah, 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 <laughs> and fear-based line in this article, which is over 100 pages long. When I first read this, the part of me that really struggled with an eating disorder, the part of me that still worries about weight gain, the part of me that's a little a little bit of a Okay, let's be real total perfectionist. I was like, "Yikes. How am I ever going to enjoy a hot dog again?" Cuz I go to this state fair once a year and it's that time in my town right now where that's happening in the city and I look forward to these green chili corn dogs like a kid looks forward to Christmas morning. <laughs> so, I'm like, "How the heck am I going to enjoy these hot dogs and corn dogs if I have read that it's shaving 35 minutes off my life?" So after I had that thought and my DMs were flooded, my messages were coming in from women wondering the exact same thing, I thought, okay, (laughs) I have to get my hands on this article and I need to unpack it because this initial reaction is something I think a lot of us had and we can't live here. Like I can't live in this state of fear. It's just not how I work. And y'all know I'm all about empowered eating, which is making food decisions based on education, knowledge, values, and biofeedback, not fear. So I couldn't sit here. So I found the article. Now I have a pretty ADD brain. Y'all probably know this just from listening to me. It's like, oh squirrel, there it is. (laughs) But when I bought this article, sat down and started dissecting it after about 15 minutes and a wave of frustration around the disconnect between the science I was reading and those headlines that were igniting fear in people, I decided I wanted to pull in some of my favorite minds to review this article together. I asked some of my favorite dietitians to meet up and to review and NERD with a capital RD. Get it? Because we're registered dietitians. Any (laughs) RD? I want to talk about this article with them. Guys, to bring you up to speed on this article, it was written with the intent to come up with a health index that considers how a food impacts environmental sustainability and health. It was not intended to create fear and start putting numbers like "who." We don't need more numbers. I mean, come on! Like our culture is already so obsessed with weight, with. Bank accounts, and while that can be good information, we don't need these fear tactic numbers in our head like, oh, panic 35 minutes as I take, you know, if I take two bites of a hot dog, is that 12 minutes? (laughs) I don't need that. But this article was not intended to do that. The authors actually created an incredibly complicated and admirable algorithm, and I say that because they use this intense calculus that. When I pulled this group of minds, this dietitians together, we couldn't really even understand it, being totally honest. Although that's not a big surprise for me because calculus was the class in college that I didn't do well in. I love to learn. You guys know this. I'm a nerd, but calculus, I was like allergic to calculus. Ugh. <laughs> so when I was reading this article, we just sat in this space of admiration for the authors because they really dove deep in the math department created this algorithm looking at these various health risks associated with health, such as calcium, sodium, trans fat, polyunsaturated fats and sought to measure the quantity of each of these in specific foods, and then multiplied it by something called disability-adjusted life years. Now, disability-adjusted life years is a measurement of overall disease burden. It's actually expressed in number of years lost due to ill health, disability, or early death. It was actually developed in the 1990s as a way of comparing the overall health and life expectancy of different countries. So they pulled that number in, they looked at these different foods, and they said, okay, how do these foods... Foods impact our health and what sort of carbon footprint do they have while well, the headline grabbed that one negative line there's actually some really cool information in here so if we're going to take that headline and we're going to pull it into our daily narrative i want to add some more things to that daily narrative from this article so yes it did say hot dogs reduce your life expectancy by 35 minutes the reason it said that is because it is higher in sodium trans fat and it's a processed meat now yeah okay we can argue that there is some risk with that however It did not take into consideration that oftentimes we eat hot dogs with sauerkraut, which is a probiotic and completely changes the way we digest that food. So with that being said, here are some other really cool stats from this article. Rice and beans adds about 12 minutes. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Apple pie adds about two minutes. Woohoo! It is fall, and we're making apple pie because I got an apple tree. So I'm going to add six minutes to my life this week. Baked salmon adds about 15 minutes. And my fave, which you will hear me talk about, is that a peanut butter and jelly sandwich adds 33 minutes to your life. Oh! Like, how exciting is that? Because my inner five-year-old went crazy when i read that one pb and I like it with potato bread the all natural peanut butter made from honey roasted peanuts which has this like delicious crunch and some grape jelly give me that grape if it's strawberry i'll pass because there's something about the grape jam that just takes me back to second grade sitting across from my best friend casey giggling about how we had a crush on john and then i got in trouble from the teacher not much has actually changed only now i'm just in a meeting whispering next to my work wife i have a work wife y'all have work wives right <laughs> i sit next to her whispering that's what she said jokes and if you think i'm a sicko for thinking that you know you're laughing that's what she said jokes are hilarious inappropriate but hilarious which is why i whisper them <laughs> and sometimes get in trouble by my boss i guess when i eat peanut butter and jelly it just gives me that green light to go back to that girl do y'all have one of those foods let me know post it tag me at Jess brown rd i want to know Hashtag inner second grader. What foods do you love? Is it a PB j I just got the green light to eat PB and J's to add 33 minutes to my life. maybe you like apple pie maybe you're gonna start adding two minutes to your life maybe salmon that's 15. <laughs> Okie dokie. enough about PB js I have my good friends here Rick, Haley, Bryn, Mike and Marina guys these are all dietitians that I love to jam out with. We are gonna be talking about this article unpacking it from a nerdy perspective. If you want more information on how to connect with them, I'm going to have their bios in my show notes, so be sure you do, guys. These dietitians are the people that keep me grounded. They're just amazing humans. Y'all are going to love this. I forgot to get a picture because I suck at social media. (laughs) I totally should have because not only are they beautiful minds they're beautiful faces, but y'all are going to have to trust me on that and head on over to their website to check out those bios. Let's dive into this article before it steals any of your inner awesome. Hey friends, I just wanted to hop on here real quick and say thank you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your reviews. Thank you for sharing this podcast. Thank you for purchasing products off my website. Thank you for buying supplements through my online dispensary. Thank you for the messages telling me how this has impacted your life. All of that. It keeps me going. It allows me to continue bringing you guys free content, which I absolutely love to do. There is really nothing I love more than coming in here in the closet Next to all my favorite shoes <laughs> and talking to you guys it means the world to me that this podcast gets to be a catalyst for you guys changing your lives and by you leaving me reviews sharing this sharing it with your friends supporting the products that support this podcast it just it means a lot to me so I want to say thank you thank you guys for sharing your inner awesome with me and know that I am super grateful So we're going to be doing two things today. Number one, we're going to be talking about how the media actually took one of the most negative lines in this article and used it as clickbait to get people to read their article, not the actual research article. And then we're going to unpack the actual research article because if we dive into it, I think it gives a lot more insight. And there's actually some cool facts in here, like about peanut butter and jelly and sugar But we're going to break all that down for you guys today. Okay, so let's start with the methods and how this study was actually brought together.
1: So I am a self-proclaimed math nerd, or at least I was back in the day where... I like took extra math classes in college just for the heck of it because I liked it. And and so I loved calculus. Like I did my friend's calculus homework for fun. <laughs> and so I wish I was your friend in college. <laughs> <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> I
2: did terrible yes, at like, calculus. Give
1: me an integral and I will just have a good day. Like I'm so happy. However, looking at their math, I have a really hard time understanding it. And so it's like anybody who's looking at this and trying to dissect it and trying to redo it definitely needs an applied math degree or like some type of math degree to understand this because they also use the part of calculus that I failed. So (laughs) I will be completely honest there. Series and sequences were not my strong suit. Understanding the methods of this is really, really difficult. So you have to go in trusting that they know what they're doing and trusting that they know where they're getting their data from. um, Because They are definitely using data that is collected from other research studies and building off of it.
3: What I found most interesting is that they kind of assumed that these effects of these nutrients were independent and additive, which to me is a really big assumption because I am all about wholeism and how the foods that we are pairing together work together synergetically for our health. And they're kind of assuming that that is not happening. And especially the clickbait article, I think is really assuming that's not happening and saying individual foods are taking literal time off of our lives, which you know is not even what this article is really saying.
4: <laughs> no, not at all. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Well, it just gives us anxiety. You can't even go to a baseball game and have a hot dog. That was mm. the first thing I thought of. I was like, <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, crap. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <eat too." laughs> two. Right. You can't go and have fun, and all of a sudden, you're stressing out watching a game when you should be just actually just relaxing.
0: Which is what I think that headline did for people, mm-hmm. is that all of a sudden put this fear in their minds so that they can't eat a hot dog
2: now. And if they do, they're consciously deciding to die 35 minutes earlier. Right. But in this article, they look at a variety of other foods not just hot dogs and we see that there's foods that add minutes to our lives and or are neutral ultimately if we're getting a variety of different foods it kind of balances out i mean who's eating just hot dogs Is <laughs> <laughs> the hot dog eating champion <laughs> yeah. oh yeah
0: how many minutes are shaved off their life hey. <laughs> <laughs> how-
3: how glorious are the minutes that they still have? All right.
1: <laughs> you pointed out a big thing where you said the media pulled out the most negative part of the article. Where it's, it's really only half a sentence that they turned into a whole headline. And they didn't even go into depth about it. Marina, you and I were talking earlier and you said, well... Negativity sells. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they're going to pull that part out. I think we see this often in like nutrition and the media, right? So, they'll always point out something negative.
3: And just a small piece of that bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which yeah. is so
1: unfortunate because there's actually some really cool things, like you were mentioning,
0: Haley. Some of the other foods, the one that jumped out at me was the peanut butter and jelly sandwich adds 33 minutes to your life. Like, I would have clicked on that. I think I would have been much more excited to read <laughs> that article <laughs>
4: than the hot dog one. Well, and then just like Rick had said right now, I was like, they didn't talk about pairing foods together, so maybe this time I'm going to pair a hot dog with the peanut butter and jelly now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> hot dog with peanut butter and jelly? <laughs> right.
2: I feel like research itself just kind of, it, it usually puts food in this gray area. But when we're applying the information, our media is taking the information, it makes it so black and white and tends to categorize food as good bad when the conclusions of the the research article aren't saying anything about whether or not a food is good or bad. It's a lot more
4: neutral. Yeah,
0: they make it very black and white, which is Mm -hmm. something Bryn you had Mm -hmm. pointed out one of the main headlines on here was that general, what was it, general recommendations?
4: Generalized, or yeah, generalized recommendations can be misleading. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Which is definitely what happened here.
4: And I think it's a
0: bummer, too, because the headline, Hot Dog Shave 35, or whatever it was, Minutes Off Your Life, really takes away from the overall article. And I bet the authors of this article are pissed about the headline, yes. too. Yeah. Because the overall goal of this article was to like highlight how these small changes can actually improve both your health and add to environmental sustainability.
3: Well, what was really interesting about the generalized thing is what they were saying is we often generalize plant-based diets are really good for us, and animal-based diets are bad for us. And they kind of broke that down and said it's not nearly that simple, and especially for the environmental impact as well. So, you know, that's kind of what they're getting at with that generalized thing, um, is that, you know, it's not that simple in black and white, Mm -hmm. which I thought was interesting.
0: They said it themselves in their own article. Yeah, definitely
3: not what the media is going to take away from this.
1: Now what was the part about the environmental sustainability? Yeah and so the authors were looking at how either growing the food or raising the food and then food production how it can impact you know water use creating a carbon footprint and all these other parts that can impact the environment. So they're looking at how can we make the food system more environmentally sustainable by making targeted dietary choices. They're looking at each food's impact on, on the environment and its impact on health. So the article really is 50-50, which the media did not pick up on the environmental mm-hmm. side of it not at really. all. And so they allude to things like, well, like Rick was saying, you know, we always say go plant-based, but sometimes some plant-based things have a larger environmental impact than we think that they do. Or a food like salmon, which can, in their words, you know, add 30 minutes to your life, well, it has a really high environmental impact as well, the way that it's currently being farmed and currently being produced. There's this kind of weighing out where they're saying, hey, not everything is black or white, coming back to this kind of theme through the article. And it's just about making these small changes and the impact that those things can have.
2: Yeah, that was really cool about this article, just kind of pointing out just some of the small things that you can do mm-hmm. to make a change in both sustainability, but also your health. Um, I think there's this idea of needing to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, so when there's certain diets, it's like, this is what you have to do. This is what you can't do. It's um, like an
4: all or none kind yeah, of thing. It and becomes, for some reason we can't steer away from it. And I think exactly. this article brought that out of just balance. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And that you can make small changes and it makes a difference rather than needing it to be perfect. And so many of my patients will come in and they'll be like, Oh, I, I didn't want to meet with you today because I didn't meet all the goals. <laughs> and it's
3: like,
4: It's okay. I still sleep at night. All right.
3: And again, I think that's part of the problem is the fact that they took a negative headline and then turned it black and white.
0: So if someone's walking in and is like, oh, I read the article, eating a hot dog saves 35 minutes off my life. Now I can't eat a hot dog at a baseball game, like you were saying. (laughs) You know, what, what's one way we can redirect them very quickly? Because here we are unpacking it. And obviously not everybody that walks in and says that we're going to say, well, according to the article and the calculus that we don't understand, <laughs> like we won't dive into all that. But what's one quick thing that we can say can help redirect that thought and spin it in a more positive and empowering way?
3: You could technically take their math and get back to like that zero <laughs> or even a positive by that. pairing it with other things.
2: Have a hot dog and a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Chop it <laughs> off
3: yes. with a slice of apple pie to give yeah. it nutrition <laughs> and its fast. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Complete zero.
1: <laughs> I will always go back to it with every single one of my patients. I think I say this probably more than anything else. Nutrition is always 80-20. What you're doing 80% of the time vastly outweighs what you do 20% of the time. And I think this article is definitely supporting that.
3: That, and I always stress with my patients, the worst thing we know for your health is stress. So if you're mm-hmm. stressing yourself, out over these things and you're beating yourself up over a hot dog like the (laughs) hormonal changes in your body from the stress of the (laughs) hot dog are probably worse for you than the actual hot dog no you're right
4: it's like the pillars of health Mm -hmm. like we're stressing all about the nutrition Mm -hmm. part of it i was like oh but don't forget good stress good sleep Mm -hmm. good physical movement activity and i think this knocked people off if you just see the one title of a hot dog in life mm-hmm. 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 no it does that's my favorite yes. study that's ever been done mind over milkshake oh, oh yes.
2: yes i yeah. love that one yes well, showing the impact on that's more like hunger and yeah issues. yeah i'd love to see like something like this in terms of minutes and oh, how if that impacts yeah, yeah but i love i love that Don't absolutely does such a big impact
3: Well, and even in the beginning of the article, they talk about how a lot of things haven't taken into account the sustainability of lifestyle changes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you just try to cut out everything that you think is negative, is that going to be sustainable? What's going to happen when you end up falling off of that?
1: Yeah, I love in the conclusion, they talk about even just replacing one serving of processed meat with like nuts or legumes, like has a vast impact on the environment and your health. And it's like, oh, I can do that once.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. So when they said that, though,
1: were they talking about people who eat processed meat every single day, like
0: replacing it once? Or is it, that's what was the baseline question? I, I don't, don't think they specified it. They I don't specify no. the baseline. Cause that would be, it'd be my first size. Like, so for example, we eat camping sandwiches every time we go camping and it's my favorite thing, but that's probably the only time I really eat like lunch meat just cause it's not a part of our like typical weekly meal prep. I like mm-hmm. hot food when I'm have a microwave or an oven. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we're camping, I eat camping sandwiches. So I'm thinking like, okay, if I only do that once a weekend a month, is, does that really make that big of a difference?
3: Back to the 80-20.
0: Yeah, yeah. back to the 80-20. Well,
3: and some of the health risks that are looking at are things like colorectal cancer, which you either get it or you don't. So it's not like each time you eat those sandwiches, you're not losing 30 minutes off of your life. Right. It's just contributing to that possibility of getting cancer or something. So if you're not doing that very often, you're probably not very likely to get cancer. Right. Yeah, I think the big thing too is that The idea of these foods is just increasing risk factors. I don't think it should be black and white saying, like, that hot dog is gonna make you lose 35 minutes per se, because it's still very subjective.
2: I understand why media does this, sells, and I think also just to simplify the message. um, Sometimes if we're hearing how gray it is, people aren't sure exactly what to do? A lot of people like hearing black and white rather than gray. But overall, I think it's doing a disservice because it's bringing a lot of stress. I kind of wish it's really these, overwhelming. I kind of
3: wish through social media though that they would at least like explain those six words or whatever and give at least a little bit of context so people aren't just taking that black and white so extreme. Mm-hmm.
1: My message to consumers is to say like get curious when you see these clickbait headlines. One, don't believe it automatically. And to like, dive a little bit deeper. See what you can find. Like, see if you can find the research article. We had to pay for it. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have to pay for it, actually read it or... I ask somebody who looks at this stuff day in and day out and asks their opinion on it. Yeah, I am, like, such a cynic when it comes to media. And, like, Mm -hmm. I should say I'm such a skeptic Mm -hmm. when it comes Mm -hmm. to media. I'm like, I will not believe anything you tell me until I, like, get to talk to somebody who's doing the research and is an expert in this. Just get curious. And then put it into the perspective of your whole life. Because I think, like, the first thing that jumped out at me
0: when I was reading this was, like, it doesn't take into any other risk factors of life. Like, it just puts food as a risk factor, which... One is conflicting in and of itself because we need food to live, but then it doesn't take into consideration all the other stuff, like even health, like things that necessarily aren't in our control and linked to diet, like skin cancer or
3: genetics. Genetics. Yeah.
0: Tactics. But then it's not considering like what's the risk of getting in a car accident? Like mm-hmm. if you drive so
4: much, Just does the that are
3: all social determinants? Yeah. Like... You're eating that hot dog while driving. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you are really screwed. <laughs> Eat your fruits and vegetables is in a
3: catchy headline.
0: Eat your peanut Mm. butter and jelly sandwiches, though. That's what I'm going to title this way. (laughs) Eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich adds 33 minutes to your
4: life. (laughs) Well,
3: and if you look at their conclusions, they don't come to any different conclusion than anything else, which Mm -hmm. is, like you said, eat more Mm -hmm. fruits and vegetables.
0: So there you have it. You got six RD nerd brains in a room breaking it down for you guys. Some of the things I really loved about this discussion were how they highlighted that the health index did not at all consider that foods are eaten in pairs. Like, we don't just eat a hot dog, you know? We eat a hot dog with sauerkraut or a bun or ketchup. I love me some ketchup. (laughs) We don't eat things independently. And actually, this has been shown before. There was a cheeseburger study done a while back where they looked at gut inflammation from eating a cheeseburger versus gut Inflammation. Eating a cheeseburger with avocado on it, and the avocado alone changed how you digested that cheeseburger. So I think it goes back to that whole thing that Rick was saying there at the end: is moderation, moderation, and eat your fruits and veggies. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's not a sexy title, so it doesn't sell. And that brings me to the other thing I really loved was that they highlighted how negativity sells. I think we, and I say we because I fall into this category too. We like black and white rather than gray, especially when it comes to nutrition. We want to be told, "Here's what." To do do this don't do this but guys this is what sets us up for failure this is what puts us in this place of fear-based uneducated unempowered eating and that's not what we're going to say we are here to be a group that is creative we think outside the box we are positive people and we're going to be the ones that get curious and dive deeper and that's exactly what we're doing here so these conversations are essential and i think when you see these headlines that are fear-driven yeah, we click on them. Like I'm guilty of it too, but let's unpack it before we take it and pull it into our narrative and make it a part of our nutrition rule book. And then lastly, I loved the reminder that nutrition is 80/20. Guys, I will never forget the first time I heard this. It was in college. I was in the middle of my eating disorder, but the girl who shared this with me in class was super cool, so I bought into it, and it was life-changing. Fast forward 15 years, I work my entire career around this philosophy, 80/20, balancing intentionality and mission. I want to eat in a way that incorporates discipline with sprinkles of flexibility. (laughs) Sign me up for that. If you're going to use these numbers in this article to scare you, please also use the ones that empower you because stress is sure to shave more years off your life than any hot dog at a baseball game ever will. (laughs) If you're going to reference this article, let's do it for the good and let's not add stress because we know we don't need any more stress in our lives. (laughs) Ladies, I hope you all have a fabulous day. Cheers. And happy hot dog eating. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope it strengthened your food journey and empowered you to live boldly in your body. Real quick, sister, before you go, if you liked today's episode, the best way you can thank me is head on over to iTunes, Fuel Her Awesome Podcast, leave a review and subscribe. Then take a screenshot and share it on your social media. Don't forget to tag me at Jess rd And if you're looking for more resources, be sure to check out my website, jessbrownrd.com. I've got info on my e course, Fuel Her Awesome Food Foundations, my 10 step ebook on how to beat body bullying, and so much more. I cannot wait to chat with you, babes, again. Until next time, cheers and happy eating.